Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. The following is a Hoop Bowl presentation. What's up, Grizz Nation? Welcome back to the show. It's David and Isaac. This is Hoop Ball Grizz. We are a Hoop Ball presentation. We're back. This is a semi-post game show. We didn't cover the Hawks game, and we didn't get one in last night. Uh, this is my on-call week, and I got called out around halftime. Didn't get to finish the game, so I've got to ask Isaac some questions about the second half of the game. But overall, we're, what, uh, four four games into the Four games season. in. How are you feeling about this Grizzly squad right now, Isaac? Man, you, you hate to, to overreact to, to anything that you – See during the preseason, but I mean, I think you you have to have to be excited um, as a Grizzlies fan. I mean, I like the aggressiveness, the the chemistry and the efficiency that they're playing with. I mean, it's some numbers I, I saw some numbers. Shout out to our guy Sean Coleman uh, from GBB Grizzly Bear Blues SB Nation uh, put out this morning a tweet where Grizzlies have five players in the top twelve of plus minus uh, right now in the NBA. Uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. is number two, uh, Javon Rand at number four. Desmond Bain at number seven, Stephen Adams at number eight, and you got DeAnthony Melton tied for 11th. And, and again, we, we talk about plus minus a lot, and I, I, that's not the end-all, be-all. Uh, but, I mean, to have five players in the top 12 uh, of the NBA right now, even in preseason, I think that's pretty good. And, and again, man, the chemistry with this team, there have been some issues, but they look a lot further along than a lot of these other teams, and I, and I think that's really good. I mean, you have your core back, and you got some new guys, working in Steven Adams, but I, I really like this fit on this team. And again, we've said this a lot. I think he's going to have a big time year. I think he fits really well with this team. I think he's, they're going to be different. I mean, he's not going to be the offensive player that Jonas Valanciunas is. And shout out to Jonas, man. Got dunked on by Rudy Gobert last night, man. Saints of, <laughs> Saints of last year's playoffs, man. But, uh, oh, but yeah, man, man I, I like, I like what I, I like what I've seen out of Steven Adams so far. And I think he's going to, going to fit in really well with this, with this team. We we haven't played one official game with Jonas <laughs> not being a Grizzly and Isaac's already dunking. Already dumping on him, man. <laughs> the, how the tides have turned. Oh man. <laughs> JB is my guy though, man. Shout out to him. I just happened to, to turn on on the sports center last night. That's like the first thing I saw, man. Go to go go bear on his head, man. I was like, damn, man. That looks like reminds me of reminds me of the playoffs last year. But uh shout out to JB. I just hate hate he's in that Pelicans uniform because I can't can't stand the Pelicans, man. Yeah. Man, got me in tears over here. Uh, what a way to start. So one that one person that you mentioned in particular in there, in the like with the you know the five guys, Desmond Bain. Man, he has been insane so far in the in this preseason. And, and just, I'm gonna go over his split. He's he's at just under 14 points a game. He's making two and a half threes. His field goal percentage is 50. percent He's shooting 44 percent from three. Grabbing three rebounds, two and a half assists, basically a steal and a block per game. We were talking about win loss totals for this team. And, you know, I, I'm not going to back down. I'm going to stay, you know, I, I said what I said. We are where we are. But 
I just got a, I've got a sneaky feeling that Desmond Bain is going to have some sort of a breakout year, man. There's a lot of talk around Jaron and you know what he's going to do. And he's looked fantastic as well, not taking anything away from him, but I can tell you heading into this season, I did not expect Desmond Bain to be playing at the level that he is right now. The, the confidence that he has, the sexiest thing to me out of, out of all of this, and, and obviously Dylan's not been in the lineup, so that's probably something to do with it, but 11 shots a game and six of those 11 shots are threes. If he stays that aggressive throughout the season, man, there I, I don't know what the ceiling is for this team. And again, it's preseason. You don't want to wind up too high and be like, oh, they're winning the title. I, I don't know. That, like, I don't know that they're at that point, right? But when you see these these young guys having leaps like this, it's like, man, I'm I'm gonna miss that over-under. I feel like you know, I, I sold them short. And if they continue to play at this level, wouldn't surprise me if they won 50 games this year, man. Yeah, you, you've got you kind of forget Dylan. I mean, with the way that that Desmond Bain and and De'Anthony Melton have been playing this preseason, you kind of he's kind of been out of sight, out of mind because I wasn't even. I, I know he's been out, I'm conscious of it that he's been out, but I wasn't even thinking about this when we first started talking about this. Uh, I, I love the confidence that Bain is playing with, and again, I think that started with summer league with the coaching staff and Taylor Jenkins um, and their staff putting him in a position to to be the lead guy for that team and be on the ball. And I think he's playing with a, a lot of confidence now. Again, he talked about wanting to, to be more of a creator for himself. And I think we've seen that. And I think now just, just kind of similar to maybe the leap that Dylan took. I think Bain now looks like a guy that's going to be more than a rotation player. As good as he was last year, I think the kind of the idea of him was he's going to be a, a guy you bring it out the bench. He can knock down shots, but it's not going to be a, a guy that, that projects as maybe a starter later on down the line. He's just going to be a, a, a solid rotation guy. I think he could be more than that. Uh, I mean, we've, we've always felt like he was more than a shooter. I mean, we kind of mm-hmm. talked about that yeah. just coming in. But, I mean, now I think we're seeing even, even more of that out on the floor. And I, I think he's a guy that could be a start, starter uh, one day. And I don't think I necessarily thought that for him even coming into this summer. And I think we've seen strides from him already. And if he, if he carries this into the season, man, I mean, you look at the wings on this team. I mean, you got Dylan coming back and we, and we know the strides he could take. Maybe he even takes another step. Who who knows uh, what this team can do. But, uh, but I, I think I'm excited about what I've seen from Bain and Melton. I mean, Melton, we talk about the consistency in his preseason, but I, I like what I've seen from both of those guys. They've been aggressive. Uh, they're, they're stepping up, they're getting to their spots and then they're knocking down shots and, and you again, anytime Melton, when he's knocking down shots, you know what you got to get on the other end. I mean, he's been fantastic as well. Yeah, Desmond Bain for me, he's making one hell of a case to be a starter from day one, like yeah. opening night. Be the, be the starter. For sure. I, I don't know. I, I realize that Dylan is coming back, but we've not seen Kyle in the starting lineup. That I he hasn't started at all. Is that right? I'm pretty sure that's no. right. I don't remember seeing him start. He he so, may have started. He may have started that game against Milwaukee. I take that back. I think he did start that first game, but I think that since then he's been coming off the bench. Did he start in Milwaukee? I, I was at did. that game and I don't even remember, man. I thought he did. I, I could I could be wrong. I could be wrong. I, I don't thought think he started he did, that game. Man, I think it was Ja. Man, I don't know. I I was at that game. I was trying to remember. Are you you okay? But. 
you know, I, I, Kyle and the media availability, he made it known that he's yeah, going you're to right. come he, in he and do not. whatever it takes. Yeah, yeah, I, I couldn't remember who started. But they I went uh, Morant, Melton, Bain, Stephen Adams, and Jared. Okay. Jared and Stephen Adams, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, I was like, I don't remember him starting. He could have. I've slept since then, so it's a possibility. <laughs> but d- just great things from these guys, you know. And, and like you know, you mentioned Melton and the way that he's playing. That's that's a heck of a starting lineup. If you just remove Dylan from the equation and, and you're starting Ja and um, Ja Melton, you're a little bit small at the guard position, but Melton makes up for it, man. He works so hard. And that's, you know, you see some undersized guys that do well in, in the league, and he just has that kind of tenacity that allows him to guard bigger guys and, and not be a, uh, you know, like a big downfall at all. Like he, he's a plus on the defensive end, even at his size as the two. So, you know, the, the starting lineup of Morant, Bain, Melton, Jaron, and Steven Adams, I, I think is pretty good. And obviously that's not going to be the starting five you would assume that Dylan's going to just plug right back into his starting role whenever he gets back. But my question for you, after looking at the rotations right now and what they've been doing in the preseason, who do you think is the starting five opening day? I know we, we've kind of talked about this before, and I feel like maybe you had Kyle in there to start, but do you still feel like Kyle is, is starting? What's your, what's your starting five based off of what we've seen? Yeah, man, that's going to be interesting. Um, and, and and you talk about the rotation in the preseason. One thing that's one thing I have been surprised uh, by. I mean, you usually don't see outside of the Hawks game. I mean, it's been pretty much normal rotations. I mean, the main guys that that are that are healthy outside of Dylan have been playing major minutes, and and that's kind of surprised me by this coaching staff. But uh, again, man, they've come out of camp looking. Like they really have chemistry, and I think that's even gonna gonna help it even more. Because I mean, you got guys like John Jaron playing major minutes, and I guess since they these guys haven't played a lot together due to injury, um, and you add Stephen Adams in the mix, I guess he just wants to see that cohesiveness in, in actual games. And I, again, I think that's really gonna help. But it, it's it's gonna be interesting because the way Bain is playing, man, are you really gonna bring him off the bench with how well he's playing? And Kyle even said at media days that he's willing to come off the bench. He'll accept any role that, that he has. And with him, him coming out the bench in preseason, he's been playing really well. And, and that role has worked for him. Uh, you kind of look at his numbers last night. Uh, let's see what he has here. Uh, 13.6 rebounds, three assists, two steals, 4-11 from the field, 104 from three, plus 23 in 22 minutes. That's just a typical slow-mo line right there. So, I mean, if he, yeah. he's still being efficient and doing the same things off the bench, I, I got a feeling that Bain, it's going to be hard to keep him out of the start lineup. I mean, you could – see Bain and Melton, or you could be Bain and Dylan, or you could see Melton starting. It's going to be interesting, again, because these guys are all playing well. Um, I, I think I think Kyle's going to come off the bench. He's uh, away. I think you're going to see Bain and Melton along with, with Dylan Brooks in the starting lineup, and um, I, I'm, and I have no problem with that. I mean, Kyle's willing to accept that role. I think that's a fantastic role for him because he comes off the bench as a, as a secondary ball handler. Um, and he can handle the ball where you have Tyus Jones start at point guard, they can switch out. So I like I like that role for him. And again, I, I think you're right. I, I did think he would probably be the starter at the three, but now looking at the way that Bain and Melton are playing, I think one of those guys is going to be in the starting five come next Tuesday night where they take on the Cavaliers. Yeah, yeah, same. And that's uh, I like Kyle and the like kind of first guy off of the bench role because of that. But you know, we we have watched Tyus struggle at times to where he's just, you know. 
he's not good enough on the defensive end that to when, make up for him when he's when, not when, scoring. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if he's not scoring on the offensive end, man, you almost can't have him on the floor. And so, you know, having a guy like Kyle in that second unit, man, it, that, that's going to be huge because it gives you another ball handler and it can take some pressure off of, uh, of Jones and he can get some more yeah. catch and shoot looks. And that's a, you know, I didn't, don't have the, you know, Tyus's catch and shoot numbers pulled up here, but, you know, I, I have confidence in him as a catch and shoot, you know, the guy. Kyle initiating the offense and, and Jones gets free in the corner or something like that. Let him shoot it, man. And, and that's, uh, just credit to the front office for putting this team together and, and depth is good. Climate talked about it preseason about, you know, depth is good, but only to a certain point and only gets you to a certain point. Um, one of my buddies was speculating. He's like, do you think that Dylan is really hurt? Or do you think that they're negotiating a trade that revolves around Dylan? And I'm like, man, I'm, I don't think like nah. it, it's going to, it would take a, a pretty, Hefty haul for the Grizzlies to move Dylan. Yeah. And so I, I, I don't think that's it at all. You know, that's, uh, I don't know where the injury came from. What, what's it? He is down, um, you know, last year, anytime when they set him out, they always said thigh. That's kind of what, what yeah. it is. I don't know if that's some chronic issue that he has, that he has thigh soreness. I, I don't know, but that's anytime they kind of set him out randomly, you know, how they set guys out for a couple games with Dylan, it seemed like it was always, of a thigh injury when they when they set him out, so maybe that's something that he he deals with. But I, I don't think I think if it was regular season, he'd be playing because they had him questionable last night. He'd he'd be playing. I don't think it's anything serious to worry about. But I agree with you. I think if they move Dylan, I think right now I think they view Dylan as long term piece along with John Jerry. Now if something comes away and blows you away, obviously you 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 move him if you're trying to find that third star piece that you could add. And he he's definitely going to be a part of that trade if that happens. But Anything normal, I don't think they move him in a, in a smaller deal at all. I don't, I don't see that happening. Yeah, you know, and you say third star piece, but man, it's the the way that some of these guys are playing. Yeah. Bane, <laughs> Bane in particular, like it, it, the guy may already be on the roster, and, and Dylan Brooks, what he done in the playoffs last season, you know that that was star level production. It, it really was, you know, twenty points a game, and man, I, I don't even remember what all it was, but. You, we saw what he was yeah. capable and, of. And then you year. see what he does on the defensive end. I mean, and you yeah. had that to it. I mean, and, he, and he's becoming a guy that, that other fan bases hate. And I love that. I love to to have those type of guys on the team where, I mean, and, and he and he knows it too because I mean, he, he's jawing and talking to guys and saying stuff. I, I love how he embraces that role. We even said it like last year when you kind of, I asked him about it at the end of the, uh, the season media and he kind of, said, oh, well, I don't really care about that. But somebody asked him about it on media day, and he's like, yeah, I fully embrace their role. So I love the fact that he's now admitting that he embraces kind of being being a villain. But we were talking about Tyus a minute, but shout out to Tyus. I mean, I know it's preseason, but, I mean, he's been playing well. He had a good game last night, uh, 15 points, uh, three rebounds and assists, two steals, four or six from the field, three or four from three, four or four from the free throw line, uh, plus two in 14 minutes. And he, he said he really got a lot of shots up in – it, uh, in the offseason said that his three-point shooting was something that really bars him felt like he was a better shooter than what his numbers showed last year and you could see that I mean he's coming out he's shooting the basketball with confidence and with Tyus offensive uh, offense is what you really want to see because I mean you know he's not going to be a plus defender out there but if he's knocking down shots and if he can be consistent from three I mean he could be a, a weapon for this team so I, I kind of like what I've seen from him in the preseason 
Yeah, yeah, I agree, man. That, that's uh, Brandon Clark's another guy that, that's been playing well. Yeah. You know, you, you he has numbers fr- from that Hawks game, seven, seven of 11 from the field, two for four from three. You know, the, my, my thing is, does his form still look awkward? It does. It 100% yeah. does. It doesn't look natural. It still has a funny look to it. But the thing that I love to see from him is there's no hesitation. That There was a play um, – Xavier Tillman had the ball. He's bringing it down the floor, and he kicked it out to to uh, BC in the corner, and there was zero hesitation. Yeah. BC just pulled it up, knocked it down. And, and I mentioned, you know, like the bigs that can handle the ball. The, the Grizzlies are in good shape as far as playmakers. You look at, uh, you know, Jaron can rebound the ball and run it. Tillman can rebound the ball and run it. Santi Aldama. Santi Aldama, going, yeah. You know, like he had he had a coast to coast play uh, in that uh, in that Hawks game. It wasn't pretty. Like there at the end, the ball got a little bit away from him, but he ended up you know just laying it in there. But they're they're not limited with with this current roster. Outside of Stephen Adams, pretty much everybody on the team can rebound the ball and run the break, and and that's uh, it's showing in their pace. Like they're moving the ball up and down the floor faster. And, uh, you know, I know a, a number of different people have mentioned that. It seems like the, the pace of the game is faster without JV on the floor. And I think that's kind of what they wanted to do. And and Steven Adams fits that. You know, he's a great passer. That's something that's overlooked. And you mentioned that last time. You know, outlet passes from Steven Adams, he he's grabbing and he's looking up the floor. If somebody's out on the break, he's going to whiz it to him. And so that that's uh, – it's looking good. And I, I don't really have – anything negative uh, about the the Grizzlies and, and, you know, not that we really necessarily look for it, but you know, there's not really one person in the preseason that I'm just disappointed in. And, and that, that's good to say, man, you know, that sometimes you'll see some guys struggle early on to kind of get it going. Maybe, maybe you can have some concerns with, with Zaire, but to me, I'm, I'm not really concerned about him. You know, you look, he had kind of a partial college year. So to me, like he's, Right out of high school. Yeah, man. I'm not not jumping on him at all. There's going to be some uh, growing pains with that. So I'm I'm happy with his confidence. And, and, you know, he going back to the the Hawks game, you know, he he shot the ball 13 times. He was two for 13. He was still shooting. He wasn't, you know, even though he was missing, the shots weren't falling for him. He still knew that the the coaching staff had confidence in him, and they wanted him shooting the ball. And you didn't see him hesitating about it. And so that's something that that I hope continues. And you see a lot of growth from him and Santi Aldama, just even from the summer league games to where we are now in the preseason. Aldama looked like a deer in the headlights in those yeah, summer league games. Rough, man. man. <laughs> just looked lost, and he it is coming out party so much on Saturday. Yeah, yeah. Had sixteen points, nine rebounds, one assist. Seven to fourteen, uh, one of five from three. But you got to talk about with Zaire. He's taking those threes with confidence now. You could mm-hmm. you could tell in summer league when he was taking those threes. He was like, man, I'm I'm throwing this up there, but I, I, I'm not feeling confident in him. He's coming down looking for his shot. Um, and so shout out to Sunday Al- Aldama, man, for having this coming out party. You talk about Zaire on, on Saturday against Atlanta, uh, two of thirteen from the field. But what you like is the three assists and three steals. I mean, he's mm-hmm. blasted that playmaking ability. And the length, man, I, I think defensively, I mean, he gets in passing lanes, man, gets tip out. There was one play, I think, where they scored and they threw the inbound pass. He jumped the pass and got the steal and, and got a layup. Yeah, that's the kind of things right there like, that's growth from him. I think defensively, you've seen some flashes of his playmaking ability. The offense is, is going to take some time. And I think 
anyone that understood when they made that pick, he was not going to be a guy that was going to come in here and set the world on fire this year. Man, it's going to be it's going to take some time for him, and, and I'm willing to wait on it. I think this team has players. I mean, he, he has opportunity to grow because all these guys are young. These are not veteran guys where we're looking to win a championship this year. I mean, they're just trying to grow and and find different pieces and fit together. And I think he has an opportunity. I mean, you playing with guys like John Darren, I think he, he's going to have the opportunity to get better and better. I mean, this coaching staff has shown that they're adept at uh, developing players. So I think he's in the right spot uh, for development because I think they're going to going to give him the right coaching and, and, and let him know what he needs to work on. I think if, if any coaching staff can get him better, I think it's going to be this one. Yeah. Yep. I agree with you, man. So uh, now that we're, you know, what are we? We're a little over, I guess, just under two months past the draft. And when when the draft happened, you and I, we were both kind of on the, the same page as, you know, we, we didn't agree with that pick. And then, the you know, there were some questions for the, the Santi Aldama pick. After watching these guys, the, the growth that we see from them, from, you know, like seeing them both kind of, you know, some of it was jet lag. Some of it was just like the speed of the game, like the way they looked in summer league as to, you know, now we're four games through the preseason. Are you still feeling the same way about the draft? Or do you think that, uh, you know, maybe they've done some good with these two guys? I mean, they're, they're both. Again, it's the same thing what I said with, about Zaire. It's kind of the same thing with, with Aldama. Uh, coming, coming from Loyola, Maryland, it's a kind of a, a lower level of competition. So he's not used to playing high-level basketball, but this is a big step up from him. So, I mean, again, anybody that was paying attention knew that it was going to be a learning curve for him, and, and I'm, I'm willing to give these guys time. I mean, again, I mean, they took some swings. These weren't, again, guys that were going to come in and you expected big numbers from, and they don't need big numbers from them. You look at Zaire with the guys they have on the wing with Bain and Melton and, and Dylan Brooks and Kyle Anderson, they don't need him this year to come in and, and, and set the world on fire. I mean, he just sit behind these guys, learn, play when he gets the opportunity to, and and, and get practice in against good competition and iron sharpens iron. That's what they said. And that's what they say. I think that's what's going to, going to happen with him. So again, I'm willing to give these guys time. I don't expect a lot from these guys because there's not a lot of playing time going to be available for them, but I, I'm not a, as upset with the picks as I was on that night. I mean, we, we had talked so much about this draft and <laughs> like, man, there's no way book is going to be there. There's no way Moody's going to be there and then get there and they're there. And then they take another guy. It's just, it was tough. It was tough that night. But again, man, I'm willing to give these guys time. This front office has done a lot of good, so I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. So do you think, I think that we both agree, and if I'm wrong, you can correct me here. I think that we see Zaire in the rotation much earlier than what we see Aldama in the rotation. But do you think at any point in the year that Aldama, we see enough growth from Aldama that he is a legitimate rotation player? I, I doubt it. I think I think Aldama is probably going to see significant time with the hustle uh, down in South Haven. I don't I don't think you send Zaire down there. I mean, you take a guy with the tenth pick. It's tough. I mean, he, you probably he would probably do him some good, but I I don't know if they go that route again. You take a guy in the top ten, you don't expect to to be sending him down to the G League, and you don't want him to kind of lose confidence uh, coming in at the, as that level of player. But we'll see. But I, I don't think unless there's significant injury. Uh, with like Steven Adams or somebody goes down and Jaron goes down, I, I would be surprised to, to see Aldama really crack the rotation. I mean, I think there'll be times where, he, where he'll play, but again, you got Killian Tilly uh, in the mix as well, even though he's on a two-way. I think he's going to be up significant time. I think it's, what, 50 games that they can 
be up with the big club. So yeah. I, I don't really see a path of a playing time this year for Aldama, but I, I think you're going to see him go down to, to South Haven, and I think he's going to get a lot of good coaching down there. Um, and I, I do think I think he he does some things. I mean, you see, you know that he has some three point shooting ability, and anytime a guy that size, that's a a positive. And again, he can take to be used. You talked about the coast to coast play, man. Get the ball out the rim and take it down. I mean, and, and that's something that is a unique skill set for a guy that size. So I think he's going to be a player. I mean, I think it's going to take some some time though. Yeah, yeah. I I think that you know, uh, Kleiman, He mentioned you know that this is a process with. Uh, with uh Zaire I'm sitting here looking at Tillman and I almost said Tillman like three times <laughs> I had to correct myself there but yeah I think it's the same same way with Aldama and, and I like his skill set and, and what do you you know like the, the stuff that he's shown the ability to handle the ball the ability to pass the ball I think that's going to fit in very well with this team but uh I'm I'm same as you I, I don't know that we really see him get many rotation minutes this year um Man, I don't have much else uh, on it. The Grizzlies are three and one. Next game is Wednesday night in Indianapolis um, against Indiana. And do you think? See, they got what? They got two game, two preseason yeah. games left at Chicago on Friday. Rotation wise, and we've been talking a lot about rotation on this show. So you know, it's it's, it's preseason. We're kind of gearing up for it. Do you think these last two games that we see more? of what, you know, Dylan was questionable for this last game. Yeah. Maybe he's back for this one. You think we see more of what the rotation is going to be with these uh these last two games? And that, that's going to be interesting. The Dylan thing definitely is interesting because they upgraded him uh, for last night's game to questionable where he had been just, just out. Uh, so, it, but outside of that, I was kind of thinking that maybe he, Jenkins kind of played the starters last night because that's the last home game of the preseason that maybe he would kind of go back to the Atlanta type rotation like they played on, on Saturday for these last two. I think maybe you may see one of the games where they kind of play the regular guys. And then I think one of them, you might see them kind of go with the secondary guys. And and they, they lost that game to Atlanta 91, 87, but the, the final score is, is not important. I mean, the, the Grizzlies had a 10 point lead, I think sometime like mid, at least mid fourth quarter. Um, and, and Tinker Jenkins, didn't bring the other guys back in. He kind of went with the bottom of the roster guys to kind of see what they would do. I mean, and, and I think they really, they kind of struggled because they didn't have a true point guard on, on the floor. And so Reef Cooper kind of took advantage of that for Atlanta because they, they had, I think, Culver on the ball, uh, some in there, and, and, and he, he kind of struggled, man, because Reef Cooper was all over him. But, but shout out to Jenkins for kind of letting, riding with those guys, man, and to see what happened. They ended up losing the game, but I think the development is more important. And that was kind of something that stood out for me. But for the last two games, I think, you probably see regular rotation for one, maybe tomorrow night, Indiana, and they might kind of sit most of the main guys for, uh, Friday against Chicago. Uh, but you, hopefully, I, I would like to see Dylan uh, get a little bit of run with him being questionable last night. Maybe he plays tomorrow night. We'll see see how that plays out. But I would like to see that. Yeah, I definitely. I want to see Dylan and Desmond at the same time. I want to see if when Dylan comes back, if Desmond stays aggressive. I hope that he does. This team is is better. When when uh, when Desmond is aggressive and you know it's going to be key to his growth, you know the. I think that he may end up being the, the X factor for the you know we, we talk about Jaron Jackson and what he, you know what his abilities are and what he's able to do, and obviously that's going to have a huge impact. But I think it, it, in this scenario, we're assuming that Jaron stays healthy all season. 
I think Desmond Bain and his growth may be the the biggest factor, the biggest impact factor outside of Jaron Jackson on where this team goes. I agree. I, I think because you you pretty much know what you're gonna get. You you hope Jared is healthy and he's the guy that you expect. And you know what you're gonna get from John. We know what we got from Dylan last year. But if you're looking for another guy, I think that fourth guy would be Bain, and, and also what you, what you get from Stephen Adams, which I think is gonna be really really good. I don't I don't necessarily think he's a long term piece, but kind of if you're talking about this season, I, I think what Adams gives you is important. But I think Bain is that kind of fourth guy outside of those guys that can change the trajectory and the ceiling of this team this year. I mean, if he is the guy that we kind of saw in summer league and kind of say on preseason where he's aggressive, looking for a shot, not passing up some of those threes that he passed up last year, I think that kind of raises the ceiling for this team for sure. I mean, you look at the wing rotation for this team. I mean, you got Dylan, you you got Bain, you got Anthony Melton, you got Kyle Aronson. I mean, that's a solid, solid uh, rotation of, of wings there. Um, and, and, and if, again, if Bain can be this guy, which he looks like a, a NBA starter with the way that he, he's been playing in, in the preseason and summer league. If he's that guy, again, I mean, I said 45 wins. I mean, I, I'm right there with you. I think this team could surprise and even go north of that, especially if they stay healthy uh, for, for the bulk of the year. I mean, this team has a lot of potential, and I think Desmond Bain taking that leap definitely has, will have a big impact on, on, on which way it goes. Yeah, yeah, so – I got to mention this before we get out of here because I feel like I'm selling everybody short if I don't. How about Jaron Jackson rebounding the damn basketball, man? Yeah, I mean, I was going to say he's averaging 7.3 in the preseason. Uh, last year was his highest number. In 11 games, he averaged 5.6. Uh, 4.6 mm-hmm. in 1920 uh, and 4.7 uh, in 2021. So he's up two rebounds on average. I mean, I know it's preseason. I know it. you, you don't want to want to uh, make any big judgments on preseason, but but seven, a two rebound jump is big. I mean, if he can get around seven or eight a game in, in the, the regular season, I mean, that's a that that's going to be big time for this team. Yeah, yep, hundred percent. It will shut up a lot of people, and I will be laughing the entire time. <laughs> I love it. I hope he does keep it up, guys. I think we're going to get out of here. Uh, you know, the preseason games we, we talk not necessarily so much. We we kind of bounce back and forth between the Hawks and the Pistons game. We will see how it goes. If possible, we'll we'll come back with another uh, post game later on in the week. If not, we'll kind of uh, maybe meld those last two preseason games in and gear up for the regular season. But we will be bringing more episodes. And as you guys know, we hit as many post game shows as we can during the season, and we'll have some shows ramping up. We're here, man. It, it's going. We we are almost full speed at this point. It's just going to go up from here. So we appreciate you guys tuning in. We always want to give a shout-out to our partners here at HoopBall, mybookie.ag, the best online sports book out there. Promo code is HoopBall. Go over and sign up. They'll match your initial deposit 50% up to $1,000. Get over there and check them out. I'm sure that I haven't seen an announcement yet, and it may be out. I, I apologize that I haven't looked. But they always do something for the start of the season, You know, whether it's baseball, football, basketball. They, they do something, some sort of odds boost, and it's an almost guaranteed win for you. So get over there, check them out, sign up using the promo code HoopBall and win you some money. You can get the show on Twitter at HoopBallGrizz. I'm at DWill2111. Isaac, let them know where they can find you and get us out of here, man. Yeah, man, you can find me on Twitter at Isaac underscore Rivals, I-S-A-A-C underscore Rivals, man. And next Tuesday night, man, we're full go, man, 80 to 82 games, man. I'm I'm excited, man. I'm glad to 
to be back. Uh, like I said, I, the, the offseason is a nice break. I like the draft, and we cover draft probably more than anybody uh, that, that covers this team, man. I mean, we had an elite draft coverage, I'll say so. But I'm excited to, to be back, man. I think it's going to be a, a fantastic season. Uh, and again, I liked every, everything that we've seen, and we'll be back later on this week. Got a couple more preseason games. Uh, so we'll be back possibly Friday uh, after they take on the pool. So be on the lookout for that. That's football bridge. We can follow. We enjoy that. And until next time, we're gone. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.